All right, we're 40 days in the Word. How's the small groups going? Whoa, good. All right, you've been at it for a few weeks, so uh, hopefully they are going really great. And uh, between what you're doing in small groups and what we're doing here on Sunday morning, uh, boy, we sure hope by now you are just really uh, growing and understanding how to use, how to grow, and how to dwell in that Word. And remember, what we've been doing on Sunday mornings is uh, taking some key verses and just trying to unpack these key verses uh, around understanding that living in the Word. And so we started out with this one uh, from Colossians saying, let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. Just let it dwell, right? It's our home. We're at home when we're, uh, when we're in the Word. And then we did uh, Psalm 119.18, open my eyes that I may see the wonderful things in your law. It's full of wonderful, th- wonderful things, only the best for us is in the Word, right? And then last week we did James, do not merely listen to the Word and so deceive yourselves, but do what it says, right? You can't just, you got to take it in, yes, but it's going to shape you, it's going to impact you, and it's going to drive you forward, right? And so today we continue looking at another verse uh, from Psalm uh, 119, and let's say it together so we get it in our head, get it in our heart, all that. You ready to go? Here we go. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Great verse. It comes from Psalm 119. There's been another verse we've already just did from Psalm 119. And actually week six, which we're not going to get to on Sunday morning, but you're going to get to in your memory verse, right? Yeah, that's where you say, sure, Pastor, I'm going to do week six, even though we're not going to talk about it on Sunday morning. I'm going to do it, right? Okay. I believe you, right? It's so week six is your word is the lamp for my feet and the light for my path. And that's also out of Psalm uh, 119. Psalm 119 is the longest psalm uh, in the Scripture, in the book of Psalms. It is the longest psalm. It's 176 verses. So if you've got nothing to do this afternoon, have at it, right? Just go home and start piling through this psalm. It is a great uh, psalm. And the psalm fundamentally is just a celebration uh, of God's Word. There's only like two verses in the whole psalm that don't uh, somehow uh, refer to either specifically or indirectly uh, to God's Word. So it's just a, just a great celebration, just reveling in the joy of uh, God's Word, right? Uh, and so our verse today uh, also comes from Psalm uh, 119. The verse starts out by saying, I have hidden your word in my heart. I have hidden, right? Hidden, hidden, hidden. What's hidden? Well, secrets are hidden, right? We, we hide secrets are hidden. Hidden means to hide, to conceal, to keep secrets, to keep something private and inaccessible. So we're going to start out with a hard question right away this morning. What's your secrets? Think about that one, Right? What's your secrets? Scripture says in Psalm 90, you spread out our sins before you, our secret sins. So often the secrets we keep, right, are those secrets that we want to keep only and absolutely to ourselves. You're thinking about them probably right now, right? Some of the secrets that you have that you will not let anybody no. Secret thoughts, secret words, 
secret actions of your past that you wish you would not have done? We all have secrets, right? Secret things. So often we keep those secret things hidden in our hearts and we carry them all the time. We carry them all the time and every so often even though they're secret and we try to keep them even secret to ourselves, right? Every so often they show themselves. And the truth is they always show themselves to God, right? Ecclesiastes says God will judge us for everything we do, including every what? Every secret thing. We deceive ourselves. We think they're really, really secret. But there's good news. Notice at the end of this verse, at the end of this verse, it says not only about secret things, but it describes those secret things, whether they are good or bad. Now, so often in the discussion we just had in our, you know, in your head, right, just these minutes, right, as you've been thinking about those secret things, aren't the majority of the times when we think about secret things, it's bad things, right? The hidden things we don't want anybody to know about. But the verse reminds us that, yes, there are those secret things that we look at and experience and carry that are bad, right? They, they evoke guilt and shame and all those, all those bad kinds of things, right? Because we're embarrassed about those secrets. But notice the verse also says there can be good secrets. There can be good secrets. What do we do with that? Here's a great word. Here's a great good secret. Jesus says to his followers in John 15, you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. You're already clean because of the power of God's word that he accomplished in his own person. Or you can hear the Apostle Paul say it this way. So now, when? The answer is now. Now, as in now, here, now, whatever time it is, right now, here, this, right this moment, now, right in this room, right in this place, while you're hearing the proclamation of God's word, right now, Right now, there is no condemnation for all those secret things because you belong to Christ Jesus. Did you hear that? You ought to be jumping and joy and clapping on that one. Amen. Good? Right now, right now, the power of God's Word says to you that if while we were talking, your head was working, in your heart was moving, and there was some secret things that you were holding on to, and it was evoking all the guilt and the shame and the emotion and all the stuff that goes with that secret stuff, if that was going on, right now, it stops. Because there is now no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And if you don't belong to Christ Jesus yet, guess what? Now's a good time. 
That was a great time. Because you don't need to carry that stuff anymore. You have a good, good, good God who is willing to give up his life for all your secrets. To nail him to the cross and to leave him there so you don't carry him anymore. So now, right now, there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to Christ Jesus, because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of all those secrets. You don't have them anymore. You don't have the bad secrets anymore. Paul says, but when? Now. But now, because that's true, but now you are free from those secrets. You're free from the power of sin, and instead you are a slave to God, which means now you're going to live your life trying to do those things that lead to holiness. That is a big question. It's a great question. How do I do that? How do I do those things that lead to holiness? It is the question that the psalmist was asking in Psalm 119, just a few verses before our key verse, right? Just before our key verse, the psalmist asked the question, how can a young person stay on the path of purity? How can the young person, how can a person grow in holiness. If we're freed from the secret sins, how in the world now do we move forward and grow in that holiness, in that rightness, in that relationship? How do we keep maturing into the person and the future that God prefers for each one of us? Good question. Replace the secret with a different secret. It's a secret swap. It's a secret swap. You replace the secret sins. They don't belong to you anymore. They belong to him. You replace the secret sins, and you replace it with something else that you hide in your heart. You replace it with the powerful secret of knowing, understanding, dwelling in, listening to, and doing God's word. You replace it with a secret, the secret of the power of God's word. That's what he says. I've hidden, this is my secret, I have hidden what? Your word. The secret sins move out, and what moves in? The power of God's word. That very thing that declared our secret sins no longer valid, that very thing that declared our secret sins now void and absent and over, is that very thing that now lives in us every single day. We claim the secret of that powerful word. It's a secret because the world doesn't get it. The world doesn't understand it. The world just doesn't understand the power of that secret. The psalmist says, you take that and you hide that in your heart. You let that be your secret. The power of God's word declaring you clean. 
You let that be your secret, and that secret will drive you into a new outward character. It will drive you into a new outward way of living. It will drive you and grow into a new outward future for you. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. What's going to be different? With the hidden word, with that secret in his heart, his life now is going to issue in a different way. With that word in his heart, his life is now going to move in a different direction. Who wants their life to move in a different direction? The psalmist says the answer. Get a new secret. Get a new secret. Let go of all those secret sins now. When you come to the table this morning, when you come to the table and you experience an extraordinary secret, a mystical, amazing secret, that in the simplest gifts of bread and wine, in the amazing grace and goodness of God, Jesus Christ makes himself present. And he says to you in these gifts, he whispers into your ear, he speaks into your heart a secret word. You're forgiven. You're a new person. Now, in Christ, there is no condemnation for you. And he replaces the secret. He replaces the secret with the power of that declaration. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. My life now changes. It's different. It's motivated by a different secret. We see the power of that in Matthew 4 about this powerful secret when we hide the word in our heart and what it can do in the different direction and the power it can influence in our life. This is out of Matthew 4. It's right after Jesus was uh, baptized. He was baptized and it says he came up out of the water and the Spirit led him into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. The Spirit drives him out into the wilderness to do a throwdown with the devil, right? He's going to do a face-to-face throwdown with evil. You all know the story? For those that don't, he's driven out there. He's out there 40 days and 40 nights, and he's fasting. He hasn't eaten for 40 days. What's the longest time you've gone without eating? Let's see. I skipped lunch the other day, right? I mean, supper time, I'm at the table. (laughs) Yep, right? What's it trying to tell us? Jesus, in this moment, is physically at his weakest. Hasn't eaten for 40 days, 40 nights. He is physically at his weakest. When he is at his personal weakest point, temptation comes. And the question becomes, how will he do it? How will he do it? Who could do it? 
after 40 days and 40 nights? Who could have the strength to stand up to evil? Who could not fall back into another secret sin? The answer? The answer is another secret. A different secret that he has hidden in his heart. You can see it in his response each time when he is tempted, right? I listed them out here, 4, 7, and 10. That gives you his response every time he's confronted with this temptation. In his weakest place, what does he do? He exercises a new secret. I'll read it. You guys say that uh, underlined words there, okay? You with me? Just so you get it. You say the underlined stuff. But Jesus told him, no, the... Jesus responded, the... Get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him, for the... What do you know? A secret. He knew the secret. The secret the psalmist is talking about. He knew the secret of the power of having that word hid in his heart wherever he goes. What he couldn't do, the power of the word did for him. And it's for you too. Because you're going to be out in the wilderness. You're going to face the same kind of struggle. You're going to go through different kinds of temptation. You went through it before and remember what it did. It led you to the secret sins. Now, you do the secret swap. You have a new secret in your heart. You have a new secret in your life. And you let the power of that secret, that inward secret, drive outward into your actions. That inward secret of the power of God's word drives outward into a new way of living, a new way of thinking, new decisions that get made, and you don't fall back into secret sins anymore. It says, the devil went away, and the angels came, and they took care of Jesus. Don't miss the second half of that verse. What happened? He exercised the secrets. And what happened? The angels came and they took care of him. When we exercise the secret, we unleash the power of that word in our lives. And God will work. He will take care of us. He will work. And he will develop a new future for us. The key Listen to what the psalmist says. Hide that secret word in your heart. Joshua understands it. When Joshua gets the people of God ready to go in to take the promised land, a whole new future, right? A whole new beginning. They're going to go in and take the land finally, right? They're going to live in houses they didn't build. They're going to harvest crops they didn't plant. They're going to have the good life for the first time after 40 years of wandering into the wilderness. And what does Joshua warn them? Study the book. Study the word, right? Study this book of instruction how often? Continually. That would be meditate on it day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything written in it. And notice the next two words. Only then. Only then. When that secret is working in your life, only then 
Will you prosper and succeed in all of you do, all you do? When we let that secret word, when we let that dwell in us, right? When we let that secret word invade so it influences us and we listen to it and we do it, only then, under that proclamation of that secret word, can we actually experience the life God has for us. Only then. It's that inward word that drives forward and outward into an outward character. And that's what people will know us for. That's what people will see in us. They will come to understand us as we carry that secret and we let that secret drive outward from us. The psalmist says, I have hidden your word where? In my heart. Now, you need to understand that uh, the psalmist didn't know Hallmark. Didn't know Valentine's Day, right? So it didn't get... The, the, the Hebrew doesn't understand our understanding of the heart, right? That it's just the red heart, Hallmark, Valentine's Day, seat of emotion thing. When the psalmist uses this term... Hitting, hiding it in my heart, it's talking about hiding it in, in one's whole being, right? One, one's entire being, not just hiding it in your emotions, but hiding it in, in your entire being, in, in your emotions, yes, but also in your thoughts, in your decisions, in, in your reactions, in everything that, that's you. It becomes your character, and others will perceive you as they experience your secret. Do you get that? Others experience you as they experience your secret. And that's our witness. Our witness is that secret word that we know we belong to Christ. We know our God is good, good, and so dang good. And we know he has a future for us. Proverbs says, Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. When you do the secret swap and you hide God's Word in, that becomes your secret. It will drive you forward into a whole new life. It will set a whole new direction for you. It will give you a whole new sense of purpose and meaning to your life. So listen to the psalmist. Listen to the psalmist today. That psalm that celebrates incredibly the power of God's Word. And just center yourself in the Word, will you? Center yourself in the Word. And receive that powerful Word that if you belong to Christ... No more secrets. No more secret sins. There's only the secret of the power of what God wants to do in your life. We're going to encourage you to think about that as we do every Sunday, just to stop and to meditate on that for a little bit. Think about this verse. Think about what it means for you to now let go of all those secret sins. Think about what it means for you to get a whole new direction in your life that's just grounded in the secret and the power of God's Word. So let's pause now and take some time.
I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you.